1: But on a Thursday, Christmas Eve edition, as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us. How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, I'm all right. We're, we're at the end. Uh, we have hope. Gosh. We have light. The I'm, search is over.
1: I am glad that that ride is done. For <laughs> sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and of course, if uh, if you're living under a rock and <laughs> listen to a, a daily Auburn podcast, obviously we're talking about the hiring of Coach Brian Harson. He will be the next head coach for Auburn. So I, I, I did not see this coming at all, Ferg. Did you?
0: No. No. Brian Harson's name was mentioned in passing, I think, like Tuesday morning, maybe sometime Monday, and my first reaction was, yeah, he's a Boise State lifer uh, for the most part, doesn't have any experience in the SEC. I don't think Auburn would go in that direction, lo and behold. They they did, and so there was so much stuff that came out about this whole coaching search over you know, the last eight nine days that um, you know it looked like Auburn was kind of spiraling out of control, and no one really knows what was going to happen next. And not only did they go with a established head coach uh, from somewhere else, they go with an established head coach that had no ties mm-hmm. uh, to Auburn at all or the SEC. I I didn't really know a whole
1: lot about him. The more I mm-hmm. learn about him, the more I look at his resume and his history and some of his former players that have whether whether they've been in the league or how they've developed as quarterbacks over the course of their collegiate career at Boise. The more I read about this guy and the more I listen to him talk when I look at past press conferences, the more I'm like, okay, I'm all right with this
0: hire. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you see where Auburn's logic is in it. We, you know, we'll hear more in the days to come from guys like Alan Green from Hartson himself on what kind of he sold Auburn on. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really uh, curious to like where they landed at this decision, because on paper, here's your route that you went. You're trying to beat Nick Saban and you're trying to beat Kirby smart and you're trying to compete in a very competitive sec. Under Gus Malzahn, you had some really high highs, but you were an inconsistent program. You know, we, we would have a saying on our podcast a lot is that they were consistently inconsistent. Well, now you go out and get one of the most consistent coaches in all of college football. This program at Boise State has been rock solid um, when it comes to overperforming and doing it at a really, really high level. Now the, now the goal is, if you're Auburn, do you bring this guy in who has this, like, here's what he's done in Boise State, can he bring that to Auburn? Can he give them a reputation? Can they give him a reputation of being consistent, of being overachievers? Because you're going to have some talent gaps between you and your best, and the best teams in the league whenever you step on the field with them. Can you do that and give him SEC resources, an SEC recruiting ground, an SEC roster, and see if it works out? Right.
1: That's the big thing. Is like, okay, he's had success with the Mountain West. Is anything he has done out there, I mean, obviously, I think we all can agree that he was successful out there. The wins and championships speak for themselves, but what is it the translation from that to the SEC look like? And I don't think it's possible to know right now.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, I think with the way Boise State plays football under him and what he was able to carry over from the Chris Peterson era, it could work in the SEC. That, That style, that attitude that kind of program culture can work in the SEC I think it fits in line a lot with Auburn very much kind of like we know we're not going to be you know the most talented team but we're gonna we're gonna you know um, have you're gonna gonna work hard we're gonna do some underdog tactics uh, we're going to try to you know kind of overcome you know some of some of those those deficiencies that you have which let's be very clear Auburn is in a spot where they're more talented than the vast majority of teams they play in college. The vast majority of the teams in college football, they are in an elite, an elite status. But when you look at them inside the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, and Florida, you know, especially Alabama and Georgia, but those last three, most more often than not, they're going to have more recruiting talent than you. So what do you do to overcome it? That's where the translation comes in, and I wrote about it uh, on Wednesday morning for uh, at the Observer if this clicks what Auburn is trying to hope they get in this is they're going for their version of Urban Meyer at Florida which is no SEC ties no ties of the southeast but did a really good job at the group of five level bring that guy in and give him the resources of an SEC team and let's see how much much better and more stable you can make the program and that's exactly what Florida wanted they had lost a lot uh under Ron Zook you know four losses I think they had like three straight five lost seasons under him. We got to get back to where he was. We got to be consistent. We got to be a title title contender again. They go they go off the beaten path so to speak. Get Urban Meyer, bring him in and they and they turn the corner and become a consistent contender under him. That is what Auburn in some degree I think is going to try to look for uh by hiring a guy like Brian Harson. Right.
1: Right. I mean, I I've totally convinced myself uh, I'm all in. We did an emergency pod like right after and I'm like, "Okay, yeah. I, I really don't know what to feel or what to think right now, but oh, yeah. I think I can convince myself. I think I can pitch myself and sell myself on being excited for this. I need a night. And then we recorded the following morning. It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm all in. I'm all in. So,
0: so the thing here, Zach, is that my big thing, if you're an Auburn fan trying to figure out what to, what to feel about this, I, I'll say this. It's a risk. Every coaching hire is a risk. The ones that we see in this, in this uh, day and age in college football – that were going to be slam dunks have not panned out, but you know before, and some that we've laughed at to begin with have really panned out. So it, it's hard to predict what what's going to be next. And also it's Auburn, but yeah. th- on top of that, this is Auburn doing something different. This is this is not a normal Auburn hire. And so if you're an Auburn fan who just spent the last ten days sitting here thinking you know, I wish Auburn would change their ways or I wish Auburn would do something different or I wish Auburn would go away from what they've been in the past. And, Here you and, go. And, and do so. Here you go. I mean, you could not get more not Auburn than this kind of hire. Um, so it's, it, it truly feels like a new era is about to start uh, for Auburn football. We'll see if it's it can build on what, what they had under Gus Malzon and Gene Chiswick. or, you know, it could, be, it could be one of those things where Auburn just spent a lot of money for no, you know, actual upgrade. But it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, and see it play out.
1: Today's show brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. It is the beer, literally made to chill. Coors Light hopes that you enjoy this holiday season. Watching a lot of football, of course, basketball is back as well. And Coors Light is—they uh, are the official beer of watching any sport, just for the sake of drinking. Beer. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. I and mean, we were talking about it. It is literally made to chill because it is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind, relax, watch sports with your family over this holiday season. Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, course, Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and uh, obviously, if you're listening to this show, you love football, you love basketball, you love all of it, and you're probably a pretty uh, well-educated fan. You probably know what to expect going into it, and so you really need to head to betonline.ag and start making money on uh, you knowing all this stuff about sports. Go to betonline.ag. Today, use promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N for fifty percent uh, for your fifty percent welcome bonus. All kinds of stuff happening there. Always have some you know some fun lines to bet on, and obviously with the the playoff picture forming in the NFL, the stakes are even higher, as well as the bowl season um, happening in college. You can visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus today. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. What kind of content are you expected to be pumping out over the next week or so as uh, you kind of help educate Auburn fans on what they can expect with their new head coach?
0: Yeah, so like I said, I had to break down my first story after the Harson hire was about... How Auburn is going to try to get its its version of Urban Meyer out of Brian Harson. You can check that out. Uh, you're listening to this on a Thursday, Thursday morning. We're gonna go for it. It's not gonna be as in depth. We're gonna go into more detail. We're gonna go into more detail in the days ahead, and when we see how the staff fills up, we're gonna give you an early film room on the Brian Harson offense and what he could be bringing to Auburn. Let me tell you, I've already done some. I've done some early look in it. It's going to be different. It's not going to be the same thing that we've seen from from uh, from Auburn in the in the last decade plus. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different tweaks and and uh, personnel differences that we're going to see. So we're going to do a, a kind of a crash course on that, uh, uh, you know, at the beginning, uh, and then we'll dig into it a little bit more. We'll see how the staff fills out, and we're going to get you ready every step of the way, kind of profiling everything and yeah. all the changes. It's going to be an exciting offseason. And a lot of uh, a lot of you have already signed up at, at the Observer, and we appreciate you for it. And yeah, six dollars a month, six dollars here, AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. We got that. And uh don't know if you know this yet, uh, but uh Bruce Pearl and that basketball team is starting to click. Yeah and uh, it's getting ready for SEC play. And we'll we'll be we'll continue to cover that full blast as well.
1: Yeah, auburnobserver.com worth every single penny. Absolutely. Justin, you do a fantastic job. All right. Thank you, So uh talking about Harson his consistency, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, Justin, uh, w- what you saw at Boise State, he took over a uh, a program that was already on top of the conference. Auburn is not on top of the SEC currently. Yeah, that matters, right?
0: It, it does because it, it's it's going to be a question of all right. We know this man can be very very consistent in a, in the day to day and how to maintain. Where, where you've been, but can he get Auburn over the hump? I think that's the real question. I think, you know, much like Gus Malzahn, you're going to have a kind of a well-established floor of like, you're not going to hit rock bottom. I don't think that's necessarily going to be an issue under Harson. I don't think it's going to be an issue at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you get over the hump and stay over the hump, right? It's the Urban Meyer factor. You know, it's the, it's the, can you be, how, how do you get to the next level? And that's the question. So, you know, I'm not saying that this is a slam dunk hire. I mean, it's one of those things where it could go it could go well for Auburn or it could go, yeah, for Auburn. I will say this: the big question I have about it is, if you look at Brian Harson's track record, Auburn's offense needs to get more explosive. They need to be better in order to compete with the best of the best in college football. Brian Harson's offenses he's had some really really good ones and some really high moments at Boise State, but this is not You're not hiring. Lane Kiffin or Steve Sarkeesian or these guys that have been really, really hot in, in, with their explosive offenses recently. So just what he changes and what he br- he brings to the table at Auburn, can that get him to the next level? Can he do a lot more with SEC caliber talent on the offensive side of the ball? That's the big question because that's what's going to get Auburn over the hump. And that's what's going to keep him over the hump. That's, is going to be the that is going to be something I'm really really curious to see and starting in 2021 and moving forward. They've got to do that on that side of the ball and that's a question mark. Yeah. Because you're you're absolutely right. He inherited a great something great that he helped build at Boise State when he was the sure. coordinator under right. Peterson. Yeah. But you know, how do you get over the hump? And I, to me it's going to be the path that's going to be offense.
1: Yeah. And so, how much of a, how hands-on do you think he's going to be in this offense? What have we seen from him in the past?
0: So he's called plays some in the past. He's 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 not called plays in the past as well. It's I think he's going to be involved. He's very much kind of a big picture guy, you know. And and you hear a lot about him, and you hear a lot about culture, and you hear a lot about um, you know very very much being a guy who is. D- it demands a lot out of, out of his players but his players all love him. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of those things where, you know, he's not going to he's not going to be, you know, be soft by any means, but he's also not going to be a tyrant either. And so I wonder, you know, he I'm sure he'll be involved. I'm sure it's a, a big thing that he's going to be kind of unified, having a staff and having a game having game plans, having a program where everything's cohesive and working together. That's kind of I think what he sold uh sold himself on with, with Auburn. I'll be very curious to see if he calls. I'll be very curious to see who his coordinators are because mm-hmm. I think that's going to go a long way in how they adapt to the SEC and, uh, you know, just kind of every, how everything works out there. But um, knowing his background and knowing what he's done in the past, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that is involved in his offense, uh, in this offense, a, a pretty good bit uh, just because it, that it's what's gotten him this far in his coaching career.
1: Right. So in the release that Auburn sent out. Um, shortly after the the news broke, there was a quote from Auburn President Jay Gouge, and the second mm. part of it says, quote, our search was diligent and thoughtful, and it is unfortunate that so much misinformation was spread in recent days about the process. Who is he looking at in that situation? Do you have any <laughs> idea? Do you, do you know what he's referring to?
0: Uh, I don't know who he's specifically referring to. I just know there's been a lot of stuff going out the last nine, ten days about yeah. how this search went and how it all how it all went down. Um, I, I'm very curious to see what's, what's uh, what ends up, <laughs> what ends up being true and what ends up being what actually happened in this and what, you know, here's the, here's the thing about, about coaching searches and stuff like this, you know, people are being told, you know, their sources, sources are going to have a slant. They're going to have an angle here and yeah. you got to kind of suss it out and trust it, trust it, trust it out. I do know, uh, guys like uh, Jason Callwell and the guys over at Twenty Four Seven reported that um, Brent Venables had an offer, right? And Billy Napier had went deep into talks but didn't get an offer, uh, and that's about it in the process. But you know, there was also this angle is like, well, Auburn's just going, you know, they they don't know what they're doing. Everything's kind of chaotic right now. When you, I'll say this: when you get to an end result no matter what has been said over the last 10 days and a lot about what happens next in staff hirings and a lot of that is going to be very key to watch. When you when you get to this point where Auburn hires a Boise, State, Boise State's head coach who has no ties to the SEC, no ties to Auburn, other than the fact that his agent is the same one that Butch Thompson has, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Right. When you get to that point, I think it's very obvious that this was not Auburn just being Auburn again this wasn't the same old, same old. If you want to talk about the good old boy network or whatever whatever you want to call it, it's harder to see how that is still very much fully in effect like the narrative was over the last 10 days, and it ends with Auburn hiring Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Alan Green. Um, I think there are a lot of people who are, who are more plugged in than me on all these things who are pointing out uh, that this seems like a very much a, an, an Alan Green hiring. he got his guy, and they went through, like Goose said, a diligent national search because at the surface level, nobody was mentioned in Brian Harson's name.
1: You're right. You're right. And in a way, it seems like all of the, the smoke that was happening from all over this coaching search and everyone kind of painting it as a disaster. It really kind of helped them to some extent, I think, because the end product is like, okay, it's not Sarkeesian. It's not Lane Kiffin. It's not, you know, one of these big name guys that folks wanted from the sec. It was this guy that's been super successful wherever he's been. It just has been away from the SEC. Yeah. But I I think a lot of people were like, okay, I don't really know who that is, but it seems like it's way better than it could have been.
0: Yeah, that That's the big takeaway. Because, like, I think me, you know, my own reaction to this, it was very similar to a lot of people's reactions when the news broke. And they're like, really? Like, Ryan Hartson, like they that, that's that's who they ended up going with out of all this. And then the more you think about it and the more you dig into it and some of those those positive aspects that you see of why you know he could have sold himself uh, to Auburn really well. Uh, the, the thing I came out with with saying is this they could have done a lot worse. Oh, yeah. they could have done a lot worse in terms of who they got. And again, I'm not of the opinion that it would absolutely 100% would not work. If you had asked me who my top candidates were, for for Auburn's head coaching vacancy throughout this process several of these guys would have been would have been names that you know I would have mentioned um, however you're not you didn't get a Nick Saban assistant you didn't get you're not going to try to beat Alabama by being Alabama that has not worked yet and so kudos to Auburn for saying we're going to try to beat Alabama and Georgia by not beating Alabama and Georgia and to me that is Auburn at its core they don't have to be a copycat. They don't have to be a a a, a, you know, a slightly less talented knockoff than them. They can go in their own direction and try to compete. They did it with Gus Malzahn for a while, mm-hmm. and I think Brian Harson's is the is the same kind of is the same kind of avenue. In this day and age in college football, I think there is there's is plenty of value in not trying to be, you know, not trying to chase something uh, with your rivals to the fact at this point that it hasn't worked for anybody yet.
1: Right. No, you're absolutely right. You're not going to be able to out Alabama. Or out Georgia, yeah. either of those teams. You got to be Auburn and you just got to kind of build that to the level where it can compete. I don't think there's any question about it. Justin, the world's
0: most the world's most talented underdog, Auburn yeah. football. Yeah, I
1: think that's what they're going to have to be during the current climate of things. Mm-hmm. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us on today's Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup. That's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money and get protected from mayhem like this based on coverage selected subject to terms, conditions and availability savings vary. Justin, we got a few minutes left on this Christmas Eve edition of a Ferg Friday on a Thursday. Um,
0: so glad I'm not doing a Christmas episode. I, I would feel I would feel really bad if people had to listen to this on the on the 25th.
1: I'm uh, uh well. I
0: love y'all more than that.
1: I'm actually you know s- s- since you bring it up tomorrow I'm gonna post uh, I'm gonna replay a conversation that happened years ago from uh between Coach Pat Dye and Kevin Green. It happened like a week oh, after wow. he was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. I got permission to use it. I had the files still. And uh, so I cut it up into a few segments, and so I'm, I'm going to play that tomorrow.
0: That that is a true that is a true Christmas present. Like that that is a Christmas show right there. Don't listen to me ramble about nonsense. <laughs> listen to something that important and that matters. If you're going to be listening to this podcast on, on Christmas or the days after, absolutely, that yeah. sounds great.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I, I think people will like it. All right, so uh, Justin, a lot of people are impacted whenever a head coach is hired, and you know things change. I'm not going to ask you about assistants or anything like that, but which players on this offense benefit most from this hire?
0: It's a great question, and I will say this, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by the potential of a guy like Bo Nix in this system. I'm yeah. very intrigued by a guy like Demetrius Davis, who seemed very fired up about the hire, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it, just because of his track record with quarterbacks. One of the interesting things, and there's and my buddy used to work with me at the Athletic Dave Southern, who was um, who was let go at the same time I was. Um, we were talking about this and kind of kind of digging into some stuff, and I think he's actually said this in the past in some interviews uh, that he's had with like other other uh, beat writers uh, at other schools. One of the things that Boise State does a really good job of is in the uh, under uh, under Harson is that offense. They take people and fit. And like and like scheme for them, right? They here's your skill set. Here's what you can do. All right, let's call plays and let's do things that fit what you do. And as good as the Gus Malzahn on offense could have been in the past, it could have been in the past, there was also this kind of tendency to kind of be locked into like, all right, you have to play this role, you have to do this certain role. It seems a lot more adaptable, this offense with Brian Harson. I'm curious to see, because he's got NFL potential. Very curious to see what a dude like Anthony Schwartz could do in this offense because there's a lot of motion. There's a lot of different things. What he did with C.T. Thomas at Boise State was very similar. Just get a dude with some absolute jets and like figure out ways to get the ball in his hands a lot. I'm very curious to see what Schwartz does. And then, it's easy to say it now, but Tank Bigsby. Yeah. All right? Run the dang ball. This is what they do. When everybody was obsessed with at Auburn with the 1,000-yard rusher streak, who was the other team that was in that mix? Boise State, mm-hmm. and they didn't get it this year because of COVID and, and how short shortened the season was, but they had 11 straight 1,000-yard rushers, including several guys that ended up playing in the NFL uh, and running the ball in the NFL. How far back does that go?
1: Does that go back like to – LeGarrette Blount was more than 11 years ago, right? Or is he
0: part of that? Well, uh, LeGarrette Blount played – No, nope, uh, I'm sorry. Play, play, he, he punched the Boise guy. My bad. You're thinking of – Ajayi? jj yeah Yeah. Yeah, that goes back to jj um so that would have been uh let me think this would be 2009 to 2019 i believe is is the streak uh they've had a few more in the uh during during that run um alexander madison who Mm -hmm. plays for the uh who plays for the uh vikings or at least at least played for the vikings is part of that streak right um Looking at looking at it, uh, uh, Muscle Hamster, uh, uh, Doug Martin's part of that streak. Yeah, um, they've had they've Mick had some Nichols, really good ones. I
1: assume he got drafted.
0: Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols is in it. Yeah. Alexander Madison, um, and then uh, they had George Alani, uh last year um, was the guy who kept it going. Uh, freshman running back wasn't able to hit that mark this year, obviously because the game thing. So right. they've put out some dudes who can play, and that's the thing about the the, the Harson hire that stood out to me. He's had twelve NFL draft picks. Uh, under him, including six guys that were drafted in the first three rounds. Leighton Vander Esch being the first rounder that they got, uh, that the Cowboys got uh, a few years back. Um, well,
1: if you date it back, even we went all the way back to '06 based on like what position of the ball he was coaching, and like right, he had um, you know, Darren College uh, in '06. He was a second round pick. He started for the Packers for a long time, as well as uh, Ryan Clady uh, back in '08, and you know he he's he was he may still play for the Broncos. I mean, he was there for forever. So. I mean, he's had some solid tackles get drafted even back when he was a coordinator.
0: And here's the thing about that, Zach. I wrote about it in, the, in my story. They've been able to produce, if you look at SP Plus and stuff like that, this has been a top 40 program nationally, getting about the talent in the 60s and the 70s. I don't know if you know this about Boise, uh, about Boise State and, and Idaho. Not a whole lot of local football talent around there. Yeah. They've got some, they do able to do it, but it is a pretty. Potatoes can't play football. For- for blue chip talent, you have to go out and get people, and then you have to develop people. And the fact that a team like Boise, Boise State is producing NFL draft picks—I mean, twelve NFL draft picks when he was a head coach. There's some SEC teams who haven't who, who who need to get in that into that range, right? Tennessee, yeah. hello. Um, <laughs> this is this is something that I think will be very interesting because it's very much kind of going back to the Urban Meyer thing. What happens when you give a coach that overachieves, gets the most out of his talent, um? And has teams that play hard and consistently. What do you do when you give them? Hi, here's blue chips. Like here are here here's a Tank Bigsby. Here's an Anthony Schwartz. Here's a Bo Nix. Here's a Owen Popo. Here's here's all these dudes. What can you do with them? Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the the great exciting part. If you're an Auburn fan, that should be the great exciting part about this hire. Uh, is that it's uh, it's risky, of course, but there's a lot of upside if it clicks.
1: Yeah. I'm excited about it. I I think he's going to be a fun coach to cover. I think we're going to get a lot of really interesting press conferences. I think people are going to ask him the wrong question one day and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. He's
0: a, so my word, the word I've heard, the word I've heard from him is that, you know, Harson can be a very insightful guy, Yeah, you know, and, and when he really locks into answering a question and, and kind of digs in, he can be very, very insightful. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to cover him. I've heard good things. Um, I'm not. I don't think he's going to be the most media-friendly cl- uh, coach on planet Earth. Um, but I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a, a, a fun guy to cover. And it's different, man. It's exciting and it's different. As much as I enjoyed covering uh, Gus Malzahn, and I'll always be grateful for him for the way he treated me um, throughout the throughout the the course of right. uh, his tenure at Auburn. Um, I am kind of excited for 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 something new and something different. Let's see how it roll, uh, See how it rolls.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to see the contrast from Malzahn to um, to Harson. Once again, where can people uh, where can people sign up to get all of your awesome content, buddy?
0: Auburnobserver.com, six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. If you want any last minute gift ideas for an Auburn fan, buy a, subs- a subscription. If you click on a story in there, there's usually one you can find a little link that says give a gift subscription and we can get it going for you. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun stuff. A lot of people have been signing up over the last couple of weeks, which we're super grateful for that. And, uh, like we said, not just Auburn football, even though there's going to be a lot of stuff to do it in the off season with this new hire and this new staff, but Auburn basketball, uh, Bruce Pearl and in, in the gang, um, we are going to uh, continue covering them a uh, full blast and, uh, might be seeing something, uh, something a little, uh, a little good about Sharif Cooper maybe in the future. I don't Ooh, know. he's, back in, he's right. back in practice. He's back in practice, and he's sitting on the bench. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, we'll that's, see.
1: That's step one. That's step one for sure. Justin, have a very merry Christmas, and uh, you, you good to record next week?
0: Absolutely, cool, I bud. Will be, I will, I will, I will be, I'll be on there uh, sometime next week. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll have a, uh, have some, have some uh, staff hires or something to talk about. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. that will
1: be fun. Thank you, bud. Yes, sir. Yeah, be sure to check out Justin at AuburnObserver.com. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow for a special edition of Locked on Auburn right here on yeah, I'm saying Locked On Auburn too much. I'm just gonna end it.
0: It's done. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members.